uh, it wasn't, the math wasn't mathing. <laughs> the math wasn't mathing in my head. And so I needed to really take a time to, um, Hey y'all, welcome to Sunday Morning Champagne. I'm your host, Brandy. I'm a mom, wife, friend, business owner, and mostly a girl who loves champagne. Consider this your weekly brunch day with your girl and some of her girls where I'll give you the rundown on some great advice like relationship building, balancing mom life and work life, and getting those finances together. We'll touch on some hot topics and everything in between. Have any questions or need some advice? Shoot me an email at hello at sundaymorningchampagne.com or DM me on Instagram at sundaymorningchampagne. Don't forget to tune in every Sunday, download, and subscribe so that you won't miss out on any quality girlfriend time. And if you're feeling this, then go ahead and leave us a review. All right, let's pour up and talk. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Sunday Morning Champagne. I'm so glad you are here today. Let me tell you, it has been quite the craziest week. I literally um, was not able to record last week, edit, or do any of the things because we lost power due to an ice storm. Um, So that sucked, (laughs) to say the least. I mean, literally sucked. And so thank you guys for coming back this week. I really appreciate it. And I'm so glad to have you here. So let's get into the episode for this week. This week, I really wanted to dive into what I call self-work. And for me, self-work refers to the process of reflection and introspection that helps us to better understand our thoughts, our feelings, our behaviors. It's defined as being a crucial step on the road to personal growth and development. For me, my self-work really began shortly after I was diagnosed with postpartum depression. I had always been one who worked, okay, let me stop. This episode is going to take some twists and turns. It also may trigger you, um, but I hope that it just really puts into perspective how you can become better through self-work and through this journey. All right. So for me, my self-work really began, like I said, shortly after I was diagnosed with postpartum depression. I had always been one who worked really hard and gave most everything at least 90% things that I did. I gave at least 90%. Um, and mostly because a lot of things came easy and I overcame a lot of things easy, but postpartum depression was not something that was easy to overcome. It was not one of those things. I found myself in a place that really caused me to not like myself, my body or my thoughts. And when those things happened, I was not able to function on a high level while working on being who I was or who I needed to be or who I needed to be for my family. So not only did I suffer in my career, but my family suffered. And when I say my family suffered, let me just be very clear. It was not an outward expression of suffering. Uh, It was for me an inward expression. And, And I hope that's clear. I knew I wasn't the person that they deserved. And at that time, it was my husband and my son. 
or at least that's what I thought, I what I had conjured up in my head. So I began to see a therapist um, and I needed to create a belief inventory. And that's like a data bank for myself of what I know um, is true about me. So let's circle back again and be clear that I did get the help that I needed. And all of my friends and anyone who knows me will tell you that I am going to tell you to go to therapy. That's the first thing I'm going to tell you to do. And it doesn't matter if you come to me to talk about your dog having to be put down, right? Because they're a part of your family. That's a traumatic loss and it's grief in any state. And so I'm going to tell you to find a therapist. Um, A lot of times in a society, we will push self-work and self-help books and ideas so much that we don't create that action that's needed to complete the work. And that beyond bugs me because you can only do and read so much before you put into action and apply the knowledge that you have learned. And so I hope that whatever I recommend today, that you will take that and put it into action if it fits you. If it doesn't, then pass it along. I'm not going to say throw it away because that's nuts. Just pass it along. So self-work can involve many things. It involves things like exercise, meditation, therapy. Um, For me, at this moment in my journey, it's cognitive behavioral therapy that works best. There are so many available platforms now that can guide you on this journey. BetterHelp Online, Talkspace, and TherapyForBlackGirls.com. That's one of my favorites. (laughs) I have had to revisit the topic of self-work so many times in my life that it's really almost scary. And so I find that at this moment, I am the one that could tell you that it is not a one-time thing that you will do and you'll be cured. Not at all. You're going to revisit the topic over and over and over again. And that is how you will become the person you need to be because that growth will become inherent and it won't always be comfortable, but you'll always know it's time to do it, time to work on you. So let's go back again. (laughs) As I mentioned, my journey began with a belief inventory. I needed to sort out things that were fact versus fiction in my head and in my emotional bank, because a lot of times I would allow fiction to become reality. Imposter syndrome would take over. And if you're not familiar with the term imposter syndrome, it is defined as the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. So, so it's perceived as fraudulence. It involves feelings of self-doubt and personal incompetence that persists despite your education, your experience, and your accomplishments. So things that I was doing right as a mom, I was beginning to question. Things that I accomplished in my career, I would look at like luck or like a fluke, that I couldn't accomplish that again when more than likely it was my actions and my work that got me to those places. But for me in my head, uh, it wasn't, the math wasn't mathing. The math wasn't mapping in my head. And so I needed to really take a time to um, separate back from fiction and put my emotional bank back together based on fact. Does that, I hope that really resonates with you that 
it's important that if we're going to go off of emotions, that they are based on factual events and not fictitious things that we place into our brains and in our minds, things that have never even happened. Um, So by taking a belief inventory, I had begun to create a positive relationship with myself. I create a set of personal values and ways that I wanted to live. And and what I mean by that is I begin to create a life based around wellness and positivity and uh, good vibes, good vibes, right? (laughs) Y'all, I'm always trying to sing. Don't leave me. (laughs) But that's what I created. I began to create that with the work uh, and the help of my therapist. And you know, for me, that began with reading new things, creating, and, and not so much creating, but finding new ways to move, new forms of movement, Um, for myself, putting things in my body that would fuel me. So my kids and I always call them like slow foods versus go foods. Um, And slow foods look like things that are processed. They're fast food, things that we do not have to work to create. And And go foods are things that will fuel us, give us energy. Um, it was important that I stopped putting those things in my body, those slow foods. And so do I do that all the time right now? No. Should I? Yes. Because things have started to happen at this big age that I'm at that really confuse me. Like grown up eczema. Why? I've never in, in 34 years of living, never had eczema. I know people who have, I understand what it has meant for their bodies, but at my grown up age, I developed eczema and it was a signal that I needed to figure out what I was putting into my body that made this happen. And for me, it was really eliminating a lot of things. And turns out it's sparkling water, any form of sparkling water. So I, and I love sparkling water. And so when I don't drink it, I'm good. And also turns out for me, it's giving me migraines. What? And I'm not sure if it's the amount of sodium. I've done a lot of research, talked to a doctor, but it causes my eczema to flare up. And if you look it up, it's a real thing. Trust. Okay. So if you find that you need to eliminate things from your diet to find out what's making your body act the way it is, I think that that's something you should do. But again, I am not always taking that road right now. But at that time, I began to do things like making Mason's baby food alongside of my husband's and I's dinner. So I would literally puree everything. Like when I would take him to daycare, they'd be like, does this pouch say roasted beets and apples with a little bit of honey. It does. And I really attribute that now to my kids' well-rounded ability to eat because I would puree, I'm talking about like, I would like roast like salmon in the oven with some oranges and um, sweet potatoes, let me say, and put it all together in a pouch and puree it. And I found recipes and I think I created a whole board on Pinterest for puree recipes because I really wanted the foods that I put in his body, right? Because in his little age um, and Harper's as well to be foods that I could count on that will fuel them. Um, and now my kids are, are super, super tall. So maybe I put too much in there, but I'm really tall. And so is my husband. So it was probably an eight, <laughs> but they have amazing appetites and will really eat just about any vegetable except for that pesto pasta that I made. And Harper was upset because she said pasta is not supposed to be green. So another, another rant, but I'm telling you, if you create um, a system, a personal value system for your family and you get them on board and you allow them to help you, 
right? Uh, Your children, especially people support that, which they help to create. So I promise you they'll get on board. No, no, no. Let me take that back. Um, I can't promise you, (laughs) but what I can do is say that involving them in your journey at the right time will create change in your family and in your lifestyle. So big side, (laughs) another part of my self-work was, like I said, finding new ways to move. Uh, I started my yoga journey, something that I carry with me so sacred today, and, and we'll get into it, but I want you to know that I'm so big on movement that you enjoy as a means to healthy living and creating a better you. Um, but if you're forcing, because to me, if you're forcing yourself to do something that you will not like or your body doesn't like, it won't last. That's my personal opinion. I don't think that's ever been something that I did. Uh, when I was in college, I began to work out and eat differently because I was at the point where I wanted to lose weight. And I needed to find something that I enjoyed. And so for me, it was running. And I tried lifting weights. I tried doing the things, but running and swimming were things that I enjoyed. And I sustained that weight loss from my sophomore year of college up until having my first child because that was something that I enjoyed. After having that first child, things got a little different. And then the second child, things just went like crazy. So, uh. So we're back. We're back. Right. But I can be a full witness and tell you that when you move your body in ways that you enjoy, you'll continue to do that. And it will really be a better means of creating a healthy living lifestyle and creating a better you. So whatever you do, just another note, it's important that you're consistent. Note to Brandy, see self-work. It's important that you're consistent. But now my wellness journey looks a lot different. Um, I'm reading different books. I still choose yoga as a form of movement. Um, I also choose my Peloton, especially when I make it up in time to meet my mom group on the bike. Shout out to y'all. This new season of self-work that I am in looks very different. And I want you to know that each season will also look different for you. So do not blame yourself or beat yourself up. I want you to practice self-compassion because it won't look like or feel like the same journey that you started. And for me, it was like seven years ago. And you might not get the same results, right? But that's fine because you're in a different season of your life. And so the next thing I really want to encourage you to do is to build a library of things that you can pull from when you need to encourage yourself on this journey. I currently have on my shelf now, How We Heal by Alexandra L. Uncovering Your Power and Let Yourself Free. I also found the library, an amazing wellness almanac. It's the Leaping Hair Wellness Almanac, and it is literally a year of ways to create a spiritually grounded and healthy lifestyle. Um, it helps you to embrace mindfulness, self-love, and a holistic health. In holistic health, in this, it is stunning. Really, it is stunning. The stunning almanac, and just on the back, right? Pick out the month and rest your mind's eye on the pages ahead. There are seasonal affirmations, rituals, reflections practical insights. I love that like around spring and summer, 
one thing that I saw was like take a nighttime walk. And for me, that became important too. walking my dog through our neighborhood in the evening during COVID when we were locked down was really important. It helped me get out of the house um, and really just just relax. And it was quiet, um, and except for my other neighbors who were walking their dogs. So those are a couple books. And then one that I just purchased as well is Jesus Calling, Finding Peace in His Presence. And it's the note-taking edition. Very, ugh, I love nice looking books, you guys, and the way they feel. And so along with the devotion every day, I can take notes on the side based on the scripture, based on how I feel. So I can kind of journal along with it. And it's, it's just so beautiful. And to my fellow mamas who have suffered the loss of a pregnancy or an infant loss, I found an amazing book that I would highly encourage you to add to your library. From Three Heartbeats to One, A Gentle Companion Offering Hope in Grieving Pregnancy and Infant Loss by Keisha M. Wells. And to be clear, it's not just for moms. If you know someone who has suffered this loss, it would be a great tool for you to gift to them or for you to pick up in efforts to communicate better with them because I know for a fact that when someone wants to communicate with you or you want to communicate with them surrounding a loss, you may not always know what to say. And Keisha did an amazing job. Like she's my friend, (laughs) y'all. No, but she's not. But that's how I feel because this book is just amazing. Keisha does an amazing job making any mom who is going through or has gone through this phase of life feel seen and heard. She's a guide in the beginning of the book on how it can be best used. And she has chapters like finding the best activities for self-care. My favorite one that I saw was moving forward, not on, because that is so real. You don't have to move on from that loss, but you can move forward. And so I told you guys I was going to take some twists and turns. (laughs) But this was probably one of the best things that I could have added to my library this year. As always, this information will be in the show notes. And I do feel like this has somehow turned into like another 2023 to be read session, (laughs) but so be it. Community and books became a big part of my self-work journey, and I hope they will for you too. So as I go on and talk about community and what helped to shape my self-work, I must share my yoga journey with you. And I say journey a lot, but because it's ongoing, this is not a place where you stop and you land. It's a place where you stop for a season, you find what you need, you take it along the way, and you continue to go. On my yoga journey, I'm sure if you are a friend of mine, I have attempted to take you to yoga. <laughs> I have attempted to take you to yoga with me um, after becoming a new yogi, right? You always like find that friend and you're like, hey girl, you want to come to yoga? Yeah, you want to, you come on. Yeah, I'm like, you don't do yoga. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, it's a good time. And so if you've come with me, love you. Okay. And if you haven't, you're going to come. Okay. Um, but I wanted everyone to feel what I felt. I started this journey because my cousin Randy, who is now an amazing yoga instructor and business owner of a bomb health and wellness store in the city of Detroit called Pillar and Pride, check it out, has always been someone who I admired. I mean, just so cool. Like we always, we all have that person, right? Like I'm leaned in now because I want y'all to feel this. We all have that person that we just look at and we're just like, girl, you are the bomb. And it could be a friend that you have, but for me, it was Randy. Like, loved Randy. Stalked her Instagram because she lived in Florida at the time. And I saw that she was becoming a yoga instructor. 
And God, I love that for her. And so I remember sitting with my therapist and she said, well, what is something new you want to try that would help you create a better sense of self? At the time I was like, how about we just eat all the food, drink all the drinks, and then I probably can really feel <laughs> feel who I am. You know, we could fill that out. But <laughs> I said, well, I have a cousin who's like an amazing yogi and I want to try that. And she said, then why don't you? I didn't, I didn't have an answer. I honestly didn't like all the questions and I felt like she was like pushing me, but that's what I needed at the time. So after that conversation with her, I did. And the studio I found was amazing in downtown Detroit. I felt great when I walked in. I met people who had amazing energy and just how I needed at the time. And remember, I told you my work life was so awful that I was not making any money. So I really couldn't afford to practice as much as I wanted to. So I actually got a job at the yoga studio at the front desk. What I needed at the time was being provided because I was doing the self-work I was able to practice anytime I wanted to for free. And I also got paid. Now, was I rolling in dough? No, but it did not matter. My journey was coming together and I began to find space for myself on my mat. The journey started as a physical practice, but really evolved into a way of being for me. Things that I heard my teacher and friend, Najee, another bomb teacher, I'll tag her as well, say at the time resonated with me. I learned to run my own race in life because I would look around my class and people were like going through vinyasa flows. And I was like, what? what?" They're standing on their heads. Like, I mean, they were just like popping the flow out. And I felt so at first I felt so like insecure. I was like, oh, what? What is this? How is, oh, look at that. You know, and I I was totally, it was an OMG moment, but I needed to focus on my mat and meet myself where I was and grow from there. And when I did not look to the left or the right, I became the person that I wanted to be on my mat. Hmm. All right. Episode over. (laughs) I hope that resonated with you. But really, this studio. And the people that I met really changed so much for me. My eating habits, my water consumption, where I grocery shopped, how I prepared snacks so I would not eat like just crap. They became my community in that season. And not only that, I started to shop at places like Spiritual Gangster to kind of assert my yoginess, right? (laughs) Which was totally a joke. But they have such cute stuff. So I felt good about that. I was like, I'm a yogi. Put on some spiritual gangster and called it a day. But I mean, so shout out to them if you're listening. Your girl's a fan. By the way, there are so many free avenues now um, that you can use to begin your yoga practice. One of them being YouTube. Lululemon has an amazing channel on YouTube with some amazing teachers that I used during COVID when the yoga studios were closed. And one of my favorite teachers on the channel is Chelsea Jackson Roberts, who is also a Peloton teacher. She's, I mean, her music is always so amazing. She always just creates the scene for you, walks you through, gives you what you need on that mat. And I really encourage you to check the channels out, go through and find what's best for you, because that's really important. Just like I believe that finding a therapist that fits you is really important. Finding a yoga teacher that fits you as well is really important because For me, yoga is a practice that involves way more than physicality, and you need to be able to vibe and mesh with a person in order to allow them to guide you through the practice. I could be making that up, but I believe it's true. 
There are also kids channels because let me tell you, my kids will be quick to in a minute, honey, pull out the yoga mat and ask to do a yoga practice um, on the Peloton channel because there are family and kids yoga videos on that channel because they saw me work through the journey of movement and physicality with yoga and they enjoy that. Mason will bust out a tree pose at any place and Hyper will literally pull the mat out and do a three-legged dog. Um, at any time. And so a couple of resources, it's a cosmic yoga on YouTube for kids. And there's a book for children by Susan Verde called I am yoga. And there's a YouTube video that goes along with it. So when I homeschool, we did that literally every day and my kids loved it. And so once you are ready, involving your children in your journey and in, in your self-work journey is a great idea because they need to see you shine and thrive. They really do. So I mean, the journey is ever evolving, you guys. And the community then was so different than it is now. But for me, it started with self-acceptance. And I hope that is what you gain from this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I sincerely hope that this episode has fueled you and fueled something in you that will encourage you to make the changes that you need. And I hope that you'll join me again. Don't forget to subscribe and download, leave us a comment and share this episode with a friend who needs to be empowered. Until next time.